And so today, and so today, we talk about mold. Not mold in the house. Although I have to say, ex-wife number three has got a giant mold problem in her house. And she's telling me that it's, you know, this is like the second time they've had to deal with it. And it's it's costing them gazillions of dollars in their insurance. Co- when I was married to her, we had a mold situation in the closet, in the bedroom. And that was because the air conditioner, the air handler for the air conditioner at that time was located above the bedroom. And the little pipe that comes out of that that goes down outside to you know, drop off the condensing water that comes out of the thing when the air's on was right there, and it wasn't away from the house. It was kind of like right next to the house, and for a period of time, that water would drip down into the soil real deep, and next thing you know, it wicked its way through the concrete. Next thing you know, there's mold in our closet. And the next thing you know, I'm ripping a concrete wall in the closet going up there, but drywall above, you know, down there, furry strips, and then drywall attached to that. And we ripped out all the drywall, treated the concrete with disodium octoborate tetrahydrate, which kills mold instantly, does a great job. By the way, these mold removal companies will charge you a ton of money to do that. I figured out how to do it myself and did it myself and uh, for about 12 bucks uh, instead of 1200 bucks. And uh, then, because I am not handy, we had to have a young man who is actually a friend of my daughter's come over and put in new furring strips because we ripped out the furring strips off the concrete because there was mold in that, you know, treated all that, put in new furring strips, put up new drywall and make everything wonderful. Great. And and that was that. Uh, It cost us, you know, several hundred dollars with the drywall and paying him and all that, $12 to get rid of the, the mold. But, you know, now she, the house was built in 1968 and... She's got pipes underneath the house that are leaking, and they, she already had the insurance company come in, and they ripped out her, her kitchen, which I had built for her. So they ripped out the kitchen that I had built for her, and she replaced it with a brand new kitchen, but not exactly like the one that I had built for her. And she had it upgraded because, you know, she's married again, and her husband said, let's upgrade everything. So they did, but they didn't get all the leaks. So they, you know, nice upgraded kitchen, nice upgraded floors throughout the house, all of which are now having to be ripped out and the floors ripped out and start all over again and they're fighting with insurance companies. But I digress. Mold inside a house, bad problem. Not my problem, her problem. Thank God it's not my problem. But anyway, mold on plants, fungus, you know, mold, not so much fungus, but mold. What kind of problems do we have with mold on plants, and how do we deal with it? Well, let me tell you a common one that I run into all the time, mostly on potted plants. And these are potted plants like, uh, oh gosh, Diffenbachias and uh, pothos, things like that that you want to keep a little bit moist. And as we have gone over the winter, we've kept it a little bit too moist, and what happens is this white moldy stuff comes up on the top of the soil and it looks ugly and everybody panics and they want to throw their plants out. And you don't have to do that. I've gone and I have solved the problem 
I, I've solved the problem 100% of the time. I said, well, let's ease up on the watering for a while. But you know, but what about the mold? Oh, yeah, it's real easy. We'll get rid of the mold for you, and we'll get rid of it right now. I say, do you have a butter knife? What? Do you have a butter knife? Preferably one that you don't use very much that's, you know, kind of yeek. Yeah, yeah, okay, because I don't carry one of those with me. And uh, I just scrape away the mold off the top. That's all. Just scrape it off the top, and then you're down to regular soil, and then you're all set and ready to go. Now, there are people who will sell you fungicides and all kinds of other stuff. No, no, just scrape it off. That's all. It will not hurt the plant. You can leave it there. It will not hurt the plant. It's actually not even a mold. It is actually a, a fungus that, that is just there, and it won't hurt anything. Don't worry. Be happy. Everything is going to be wonderful. Now, let's go with the other one, all right? And that is white mildew that we see on large leaf plants outside. Okay, I, what have I seen these on? I've seen these on, uh, I've actually seen them on spathophyllums outside. I have seen them on ear plants. I have seen them on anything that's wide leaf. Once in a while, you will see this on there. And again, they want to sell you a fungicide. I'm going to tell you how to get rid of it yourself, all by yourself, kind of naturally, but not really naturally, but, you know, it's, it's homemade. Let's, let's, I don't know if it's natural or not. Baking soda, not baking powder, baking soda. Mix some with some water. Shoot a little bit of Dawn dishwashing soap in there. If you have Amway LOC, I like that better. But if you don't have that, the Dawn is working, is working pretty well. And uh, I've even in the past, I haven't done it lately, but in the past, I've added a little bit of vegetable oil, just a squinchy little bit of vegetable oil. And you spray the plant with that, and the, the baking powder tends to get rid of the mildew. And over the next week or so, just come out and kind of hose all that stuff off because that's, that's what will happen, and it will look better. Does it, you know, does the... Uh, does the white mildew harm the plant? Yes, because it is, well, it is stopping photosynthesis from happening because it is shading off the plant in that area. So yes, it's good to get rid of that. That's the way I get rid of it without going and using a big bunch of chemicals. And it works, it works wonderfully. It works absolutely wonderfully. Now comes the one that everybody panics on. Everybody, and especially in the South, but it happens everywhere across the country. It happens in Arizona. It happens in Michigan. It happens everywhere. And you, you've got a beautiful plant. It could be a crepe myrtle. It could be, you know, anything, okay? It, it could be anything that you've got going out there. And then you will walk out there one day, and you will see this black, sooty, moldy stuff everywhere. And you go, oh, my God, the plant's going to die. And, it, and you see it on the wood. You see it on the leafy part of the plant. And you go into, like, panic mode. You go, oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? All right, let me tell you what that is. That is not a problem. That, my friends, is a result of a problem. So we have to get rid of the problem that is causing the results. And the problem that is causing the results can be a couple of things. Now, in the case of some of our tropicals, you might turn the leaf over and you might find some scale on there, okay? T-scale or something like that. And what happens is the scale poop. And when they poop, 
they poop out that black, sooty, well, it's kind of a honeydew material that once they poop it out, it turns black and gets moldy. So thus, it's called black, sooty mold. Oh, man, just think about that. That's disgusting. So initially, on, on the situation with the scale, you're saying, well, we got to spray something on that scale. I generally don't. I generally will let the beneficials handle that, and usually they will. As a matter of fact, if you closely examine those scales, you may see a little tiny hole inside the scale. On the scale. If that is the case, that means a beneficial has been in there and sucked out the scale, and you're good. And that's, you know, it's nature's way, and that's what I like to do, uh, and that's it. Now, how else do we get the sooty mold? It also can come from whitefly, and it can also come from mealybugs. And the whitefly are very problematic on certain plants, and they will come in in the spring, and they, they're just chomping all around, and you see the sooty mold as a result because of the, the mildew, powdery mildew. You see the mildew, and then it turns black, and it, it's real, real ugly. You got to get rid of them. Now, there are all kinds of pesticides to get rid of them. I don't use them. I, once again, use soap. And the soap I use is the Amway LOC, but I would try the Dawn. I think that would work. And I would do repeated sprays with that. Now, what else that doing besides getting rid of, uh, of the, uh, the white fly? By the way, mealybugs is another thing. Uh, on new growth, you see mealybugs, and then you'll see, once again, the powdery mildew, the white sooty mold. Uh, and once again, I don't use an insecticide. I use a soap. I don't object to you using an insecticide. Perhaps I would go with an organic insecticide, uh, you know, a botanical organic, but I just use Amway LOC is what I use. And besides smothering the white fly, besides smothering the mealybugs, and it does a good job of that, the other important thing it does is you put that on, and at first, you don't do anything with it. You just sort of let it sit there. And then I come back about 45 minutes later, and I blast it with the hose, and it actually cleans off the black sooty mold. So there, we talked about mold in the house, in my ex-wife's house, strange, and on plants, listening to Ask the Garden Geek. You are listening to the absolute darn-it-all best gardening show out there in the in in on the radio universe and in the podcast universe and in the blogosphere and and anywhere else that I stick it. It's the best one. I'm just telling you. It's really darn good. You know why? Because I make it that way. Darn it. Look, I, I was gonna say damn it and I said darn it. Wasn't that good? Oh, I just said oh. Uh, anyway, I I gotta tell you, fall is coming. We're in, in mid-August right now. As I record this, it's the exact middle of August. And as fall comes, I want to tell you what I do with houseplants that everybody else does in the spring, but I do it in the fall. And people say I'm wrong, but I'm always successful, so I'm right, which is why, by the way, you're listening to the damn best, and I, I went ahead and said it, the damn best gardening show of all. Maybe I'm wrong, though. You know, I well, I'm not wrong about being the best, but maybe I'm wrong about what I'm doing because maybe I'm giving you really bad information. But if there's one thing I learned from my late mom, 
is that when it comes to gardening, there's really no rules because I would give her all these rules and she never followed them. And she was a much better gardener than me any day. So what I started doing, and I started doing this in 1989, I turned things around and I started doing this. I remember being on the radio in 1989, telling you the proper way to do this with houseplants and to do it in the spring. And then all of a sudden I just said, you know, I'm real busy in the spring. I got things going on. I, I want to, you know, the grass is starting to grow and you know, I got stuff to do. I don't want to do this in the spring. I want to do it in the fall when there's not a lot of stuff to do. I want to do it before, you know, fall gets really fall, fall busy. And, and somebody wants to put up uh, fall stuff in the house. You know something? Since I have been single, I have never put fall stuff up in my house. And I'm so happy about that. I am so thrilled. All, my, all of my ex-wives, every one of my, all three of my ex-wives, they do what's called falling their houses. And in fall, they, they put up all this fall. Man, since I have lived here 13 years now, uh, this month, 13 years, I have not falled this house one time. I will not let one, one fall-looking thing in here. And when Halloween comes, I've got an electric, an electric pumpkin that I stick out front and I plug in. That is my only decoration, which, by the way, is fabulous. You know, the guy across the street, they, they probably spend $3,000 putting all this Halloween stuff. Mine's better. It's just this little plastic electric pumpkin that I stick out there and plug in. And, and there it is. You know, it, it's great. It's not intimidating. Kids come to the house, get candy. It's not, that's that, that. If I do anything fall, it's that. And I only do it on Halloween day. On Hall, I, I don't drag the thing out of the garage until Halloween day. Plug it in at 9 o'clock when I'm all done with dealing with the kids. I unplug it, throw it back in the garage, and there it is until next year. So I, and I haven't had to change the bulb on it once. This, this is good. I'm, I'm happy about all this. But here's what I do in the fall that I... Everybody else does in the spring, and it's with my houseplants. And here is what I do with, with that in the fall. I take all of my houseplants out on the porch outside. I, I take every one of them, and then I pull them out of the pots, and I analyze the roots. That's the first thing I do. If the roots are wrapping around too much, I have a, a really sharp pair of great big scissors. Now, you can also use hand clippers, but I've got this really big, and it's just for gardening, pair of scissors that I got it 30 years ago. I don't know where I got it, but I keep it sharp. I got this little scissor sharp, and I keep it, and it works great. I just jam it in there, and I cut through it, and I, I trim those roots out really, really well. Then I jam it back into the, into the pot, and then the next thing I do is I will take water uh, just on the hose very lightly, not heavy, very lightly, and I will hold that over it for about five, maybe 10 minutes, depending upon what I'm doing. If I'm listening to something really good on the headphones, it's depending, you know, like one time I was listening to Inagata Navita uh, by Iron Butterfly. That's 18 minutes long. That plant was drenched, man. I was just, but I try to stay to five to 10, 10 minutes. So, you know, a short podcast. And, uh, you know, that, that's what I do. That's how I occupy. But I, and that is called flushing all the soluble salts. And, you know, you've been putting plant food in there all year. You've been doing all this. I, I want to give it a fresh start. I just want to give it a fresh, fresh start is, is what I want to do. And then the very last thing that I do, 
just to make everything dandy is I take a one-gallon bottle, a jug, and I put one capful of Super Thrive. If you don't have Super Thrive, you can use Ortho Root Stimulator. I like Super Thrive. Buy it on Amazon. I'm not connected. They don't pay me any money. I just, I'm a customer. I, I buy my own. And, uh, but I put that in there. And the last thing that I will do is this ground is now saturated. The, the soil is saturated with water, but it's been draining through. I will put just a little bit of the water with Super Thrive. Not much, just a little tiny bit with the Super Thrive in there. And that Super Thrive will work its way down slowly into the roots and it'll keep the plant from going into shock. And it actually revitalizes everything. There's 50 vitamins and minerals in there and it does a wonderful thing. And that's what I do. And then I let everything dry out really, really good. And then I put the plants back exactly where they were in the house. Now, why do I say put it exactly where they were? And if you can, in the exact same way that they were, because I'm going to tell you something about plants. Uh, by the way, I just I just saw this movie today on Amazon Prime called Destination Wedding. And, and the actress in there, the, the lead, would breathe on her houseplants before she left to go on this destination wedding. She'd just, ah, I don't know why. People do that, though. People do. But anyway, and then when she got to the hotel, she's doing the same thing to the plastic plants that were in the hotel. People have neurosis. I have lots of them. Trust me. I understand this. Okay. But anyway, getting back to what I was saying, put it back. Now, there's some things like a weeping fig houseplant. Every time you move one of those things, they drop all the leaves. They get really mad. They get really, really, really mad. So try to put everything back exactly as it was. And then the plants will not go into shock because you've used the Super Thrive. So this is very important that you've done that. And then when you're all done, your plants are going to be nice and happy. And then as we go into fall and as we go into winter, even when they're in the house, they slow down even though you have the heat on in the house. They slow down because they know. Plants know. People think plants are dumb. Plants aren't dumb. Plants have instincts, just like Captain Kirk used to. He'd say, I have instincts. I know these things. Was it Captain Kirk or was it T.J. Hooker? I don't remember. But anyway, plants, remember T.J. Hooker? That was like the most terrible show that William Shatter, gosh, that was just an awful, awful show. Anyway, plants have instincts, just like T.J. Hooker or Captain Kirk. I forget which. What a drag it is getting old. And they know, so they slow down in the wintertime. And because you've gotten rid of all the soluble salts and all the garbage that's in there, I was going to say another word, and I didn't. Uh, but, you know, you got it was crap, by the way. The word was crap. I was going to use that, but I didn't use it. You've gotten rid of all that, and then you've revitalized it by putting 50 vitamins and minerals in there, and your plants are going to be happy all winter. And in the spring, you can do fun stuff. How's that? <laughs> 